Welcome to Digital Marketing Done Right, a customer success spotlight from Rainmaker Digital Services and Business Radio X. We cover digital marketing success stories drawn from real Rainmaker platform clients and showcase how they use the Rainmaker platform to build their business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here with David Brandon, another episode of Digital Marketing Done Right, and this is going to be a good one. Who do we have on the show today, David? Hey, Lee. Well, we've got Bob Miner here from Dynamic Traders. Uh, Hey, Bob. Good to have you on the show. Hello, I'm here. Well, um, Bob, before we get too far into things, tell us about Dynamic Traders, uh, how you serve folks. Well, I've had this URL since 1996, so... For a long time, three primary products that I sell, and that is a subscription-based product, financial newsletter about analysis of stock and forex markets, that sort of thing. And I've developed a software program for traders many years ago. And then I most recently, in the last year, have released my third major trading course, which is now a streaming course. So that's what I've been doing for a little over 30 years, or about 30 years. Now, what's your backstory? Have you always uh, been involved in trading in some form or fashion and then just kind of evolved into offering all these services for traders? No, I was, I'm was. i all self-taught in this. And I began in the kind of mid to late 80s uh, with a regular sort of subscription-based newsletter that was mailed out. So all the marketing was done you know, traditional direct mail, uh, magazine articles or ads, as well as um, at that time, I would almost every month would travel somewhere around the U.S. and sometimes in foreign countries and speak at conferences. So that's how we attracted business at that time. So this kind of business that I'm in is, is just made for d- digital online marketing. Now, when you were starting out, this is at the beginning of kind of the internet as we know it. Did you feel like you were able to just kind of transfer some of the knowledge about direct marketing just to the internet and then use that as kind of the way to deliver those messages? Absolutely. It's It was particularly earlier on is that basically we did almost the same marketing on the internet as we did with digital and not digital with uh, print media. That sort of thing. And and that's mainly because, and I really haven't thought about this to ask the question, is we didn't have such an easy way to attract and capture a lot of email addresses and contact information at that time. I still, even when I had the website in the early years, would go out in person and do uh, speak at conferences and do print ads and that sort of thing just to get the eyeballs to come to the internet because it was so new not that many people were looking on the internet for their information as they have been in recent years or decades really yeah bob do you feel like you got a little bit of a first mover advantage there i mean i know you said that this field it's a pretty natural fit for your for your industry do you feel like there was a first mover advantage for you there was somewhat, yes. Uh, I, w- I was kind of early on as far as subscription-based. Uh, of course, the internet and digital marketing is just made for subscription-based businesses. So I, I think I had a little bit of a jump start. I, c- I can tell you one thing is I didn't make the best advantage of it over the years because I did so well before 
uh, I had the website and did digital marketing, and I did so well in those first few years that I kind of coasted and got left behind in a lot of the new marketing through social media and you know email campaigns and that sort of thing. So even though I'd been doing this a long time, I've still the last few years kind of learning new things and catching up. Because you always have to kind of have that top of the funnel uh, collection of emails to send information to, right? Like that, there's no oh, shortcut for that. The whole business is based on your email list. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the that's yeah. the whole business is, is email list and how you communicate and treat your customers through that email list. So like you said, that there has been an evolution and you always have to kind of, I guess, make some adjustments based on new information and new platforms that arrive in the, on the internet. How have you handled that? You said you were, you feel you were kind of not, not very late, but maybe later than you would have liked when looking back. Um, how do you kind of stay in the forefront when there's new platforms popping up, you know, seemingly every day? Oh, I don't know if I'm in the forefront. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of always catching up. I mean, literally, I, I am. Like I said, it's, I'm learning new stuff right now. I, I can tell you uh, something that happened to me a few years ago, and uh, actually why I'm now on the Rainmaker platform is I was, uh, for years, my entire website, database, everything was custom custom built. I probably spent twenty to $30,000 a year Ooh. on maintaining that. I know. <laughs> I know, and I and I spent that kind of money long after I needed to, um, but I had my own server. It was hosted in the company in New York, and the the guy that had originally built uh, the back end, well, back end and front end, um, we had that server backed up, and you know he's the tech genius, and the server was backed up with a hard drive connected to the server, which means no backup and i got uh, hacked and ransomed by you know the russian mob basically and encrypted and i one day i had a very thriving business and the next day i had zero and because uh our backup and it you know sounds foolish now uh but because our backup was just connected hard drive connected to the server it was backing up the hard drive it wasn't backing up the data is Everything was lost in one day. Uh, and so I was out of business for more than six months. And that's what brought me to Rainmaker is a system that was integrated already uh, that I could hopefully, you know, get jump started a lot quicker than, you know, what had taken me in earlier years. Now, th there are several components uh, of your business, right? You have the reports, you have education, there's software. Um, do you treat each one of them as their own business with their own kind of funnels and their own kind of communication cadences? Uh, like how do you create the content for each of the different uh, parts of your business? No, they're all, they're all integrated. Uh, the, the, the lowest cost entryway to what I have is a subscription to a report. Uh, so that's, that's the I'm, primary marketing is for the subscriptions to the reports and then through that report, someone might subscribe a while and they they see, oh, the software I'm using is my software that I developed. They might get interested in that. And of course, that's a, a big jump in cost. And then if they really want to take their education further, 
then I have the streaming course that, um, by the way, I, I wrote the first uh, self-study futures trading course that was ever made in 1989. So, oh, my, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my background, I, I briefly worked in the early 80s as a real estate agent. And worked with some of these, you know, middle of the night uh, infomercial people that traveled around the country. And uh, when I started trading and, and doing a newsletter, which has always been an educational newsletter as well as a analysis, is I, I said, that, you know, there is no trading course available. So I wrote one and it was very successful and because I knew how to promote it and sell it. And that went on. I sold that for many years. And then I did a another course, and that was released in 2006. But it was on a, a CD or DVD. And it was for the, its time. It was pretty advanced. But, of course, we got to the point where nobody even had a CD player to play it. So right. <laughs> you know, sort of had to redo that. And now through the Rainmaker and LearnDash is – it's been just a little over a year ago. I spent one year producing this course that's currently available. And uh, it's probably the most comprehensive and reasonably priced and real-world trading course that's out there. Uh, that doesn't mean that everybody believes that it's that, but <laughs> it, it probably is. And it sells fairly well. And I, I guess I should mention also that the lead-in to all of my business has been two books that I've written. And the first book was self-published uh, in the uh, late 90s. Uh, but I sold about a half million dollars of that book in six or seven years. And that jump-started the entire business. And the second book was, it's now 10 or 12 years old. But uh, then it kept the business going. So that's the lead. And everybody should know is educational material, whether it's a book or something, you know, free report that you give out is the greatest email contact capturing mechanism there is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've talked we we talked about promotion a little bit here. I'm I'm curious if you can expand on that. You know, you've you've got your email list that you use. Uh, I've seen you put out your weekly YouTube uh videos which it looks great, you know. Uh you've talked about books being a way to get people in the door. What do you think is the most effective promotional avenue that you've had over the years? Well, the book, book. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Bo the book has probably been the most effective because a, a book, if it's done right, I mean, one, it's got to be a really good book and it has to sell, you know, you have to market it. So there's a lot of good books that don't sell because it, it could be the title. It could be the marketing. Um, but if, if you market it and you get it out there and people read it and they understand it and they learn from it, everything has to be for the customer. You know, you got to, it, it can't be a promotional product. It has to be an educational, really good educational product. They're going to come to you then. Uh, For sure. Because there's so much material out there and there's so much, uh, not just in what I do, what everybody does that is not quality material that's written to, to make sure it gives really great value to the customer that the customer figures that out pretty quick. Oh, I'm reading a promotional book, you know, mm -hmm. forget it. Now, or I'm reading something that I want to keep going through it because I'm learning something. So uh, that's one of the best ways. And, you know, it's not practical to tell everyone, go write a book, uh, but some solid educational material on your website, whether it's a free handout that is not just a promotional handout, but is a really good 
useful education, well written, well, people come back to you. Now, it's is, pretty simple is, stuff. <laughs> is that a mistake you see? Um, maybe some entrepreneurs make that they don't kind of share the good stuff that they're holding back too much, and they lean on maybe being clever or try to persuade somebody to uh, you know to to sign up for something that really isn't providing an overwhelming amount of information. That's absolutely a mistake. That's absolutely. And particularly telling people, well, I can't tell you about this until you pay me. <laughs> you know, that that's the kiss of death mm-hmm. for any business, an absolute kiss of death. Um, so you, you, you want to make everything that they get from you valuable. Um, because the lifetime value, at least in my business, the lifetime value of a customer is huge. You know, it's hundreds of dollars every year. I've got customers that have had 20, 30 years uh, sort of thing. And, and then low periods, those people that stick with you, because everything you do is valuable, is what keeps you keeps you going. And since content is so important, how, like in a given week, how much of your time do you invest in creating valuable content? Now, probably 12 hours. So a big, I've, been doing, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway. but a big part of your week is is creating content and delivering content. Well, it is, but it's it's delivering um, uh, my reports. That's what that's where my time goes. Is I I issue this report three times a week, and uh, two of those times includes a twenty to thirty minute video analysis. So that's got to be recorded and edited, and as well as it accompanies a written report. So that's where the most of my time is. I, um, if I were younger, I would be spending much more time on new marketing material, but you know, I'm not younger. But is that, um, is creating and delivering the content? Is that something that you look forward to nowadays, or is that something that's kind of a necessary evil to be part of your business? Well, it's never a necessary evil. It's, it's, if it's, Part of your business, part of your business. So, of course, I, you know anything I do, I'm I'm trying to do the best at it and and keep the business going. So and uh, maximize my time. Uh, and I mean, I've been doing it a long time, so I have a base. It's not like you know it's free money from the sky. I still got to earn it, but uh, I've been doing it a long time, so I've I have a lot of routines that. Uh, uh, and, a, and a large mailing list and a reasonable number of subscribers. So, but when you beginning is you really know, then you have to constantly, <laughs> you, you know, the, everyone tells you that, oh, uh, you're self-employed. You got your own website. That's fantastic. Get to work when you want. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they don't know in the first 10 years you're working 10, 12 hours a you day. Work extra. Yeah, exactly. It's like mm-hmm. you never stop because you're you're never finished. There's always something more you can do. And that's that's still th- the same with me, but but I'm just I'm kind of coasting now to tell you the truth. I, I'll tell you one thing too, that this one thing I really missed out doing is having a partner. Uh and, and someone mm-hmm. uh particularly uh you know, I kind of missed the all the early years of the social marketing uh, revolution so to speak uh because i was coasting and uh uh you know if i had had a a partner who kept on top of that or someone younger or whatever um you know i could have taken advantage of that much better than i have 
Now, is it uh, just as rewarding to you nowadays um, when you have a trade that goes extremely well or if one of your clients has a trade that goes extremely well? Well, I don't know uh, how uh, my clients are trading. Um, I know how I am. Uh, Part of what I do is uh, just, and this is personal, but it works for marketing, is, is I've won a number of international trading contests. And so that's, you know, that's that kind of puts me in, in a category that a lot of people aren't in and that I've actually traded quite successfully and I can prove it. Whereas most people selling courses and information have never actually success, successfully traded. So the lesson learned, regardless of what information you're selling, uh, hopefully you have some way to show that you've been successful doing uh, what you're trying to teach people to do. And that's very unusual <laughs> in any business. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you feel like that's really like, do you feel like that's something that more people should focus on first before they start, you know, trying to peddle themselves? I mean, I think, cause I'm, I'm on the younger side. I see a lot of people around my age kind of trying to talk about it before doing it to some degree. Do you think that's a danger? Well, you know, I mean, that's the entire universe of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, basically, and Twitter. Uh, if you want a legitimate, long-lasting business, is whatever it is you're teaching, you, you should have experienced success in it. Otherwise, all you're doing is regurgitating something someone else has taught. So, I mean, it's it's kind of that simple, and that's kind of the – the integrity part, reliability part, and the authentic part that usually comes through, people usually figure that out, whether you're authentic or not. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you can only speak with authority if you've had successful experience doing it. Now, for you, you started pre-internet and had success in a um, on a book that that you published. Was there any kind of hurdles prior to that, like in in being um, taken seriously and being respected in the industry? When you were just starting out, you didn't have that kind of badge of success, you know, and and winning awards yet. Um, But you made that leap to having the credential and that social proof that you are who you say you are. How, How did you handle those early days? Well, mostly, I guess, uh, I, I never tried to be something or someone I wasn't. I, I didn't try to allude to anyone that I was a great trader or investor or whatever. I, I sold information and uh, very straight up about that is that I, at, in the early years, I was obviously I was just an analyst. So I had a unique way of looking at the market and I uh, communicated that well, and people were interested in that information. So uh, there's a lot of people in my business that don't trade, but they don't try to convince people that they're a great trader. They'll say, I got a really good friend of mine who's I've known for 30 years in the business, and she's never traded, never traded or on and off maybe uh, a bit, but she's real upfront with people. I'm an analyst. I'm, I'm going to spend my time uh, giving you information that you can use to make decisions. And so y- you just have to be upfront with people on who you are, what you do, and and hopefully what you're good at doing and how you can help them with that information. 
Now, you mentioned you have kind of um, several tiers of, I guess, I'll call it membership in your site, in your community. Um, were you always looking at some sort of progression from a, you know, kind of a top of the funnel report to a more expensive offering, whatever that would be down the line? Or was that something that just evolved over time? And it really just evolved over time. I mean, the, the early days was just a mailed out newsletter once a month. Um, and that never really grew very big, but through that and keeping our subscriber bases, I learned a lot more. You're constantly learning no matter what you're doing. And, uh, at some point, you know, I quit the day job, so to speak, and just focused on that. And, um, and writing the course, the, my first course, you know, the first course was 12 audio tapes and two, uh, three ring binders and a great big 11 by 17 inch chart book. It was, I kid people, I sold it by the pound. It was a 17 pound package <laughs> that, you know, I, I shipped out of the, my garage, but you know, it was a thousand dollar package. So you, you do a few of those a week or a day and pretty soon you got, they say real money. Now, were you getting uh, mentored at all, or were you just seeing what else was out there and then saying, oh, that's a good idea. Why don't I start doing that? Like, like how did you kind of learn um, these more and more sophisticated marketing strategies as you progressed? Just study, study, study. I read every book I could find on marketing. One of the best things we did at that time, I still do it, is, is at the time is I cut out magazine ads that you see over and over again, because they must be working if they're being uh, published every month yep. somewhere. And that's, you know, that was recommended in some famous person's marketing book is, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You got to find what's working for someone else. Maybe you put your own spin on it and, uh, you know, they've done the work for you. <laughs> you know, some ad agency with, you know, spending a lot of money has figured out how to write that ad right. And so, oh, just kind of copy that. It's kind of like with websites is look at websites as successful companies, you know, and you learn as much as you can about website design and, and marketing and what works. But then always think about a company that's been around a long time, could be small, could be big. What's working for them? So it's probably more, more likely, by the way, it's probably small. Uh, you, you know, the more you learn when you go to big corporations, websites, you go, who's thinking up this stuff? I'm so confused. I don't know what they're selling me or <laughs> how to find the information. Now, uh, when you had that crisis um, with the ransomware, what uh, you could have gone to a variety of resources um, after that. What kind of drew you to Rainmaker? Uh, all in one package, basically. You know, that's the that's the idea is that uh, you don't have to put together um, all these components. Uh, you don't have to put together with WordPress and your shopping cart and your membership, you know, plug in and all that. It was it was pretty much uh, all together and it was membership based. And so that's my primary uh, business. Uh, and, uh, you know, we learned to work around it and how to sell the software and the add-ons and all of that. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a packaged, packaged deal. And that, I think, has a lot of promise for people that are not programmers or not designers, are, uh, 
you know, all the all the companies like WordPress say, oh, this is real easy to do. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> or maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But but it appealed to me that it was a, a package deal. And and once you got it got your site up and running, the the overhead is very reasonable, let's say. Yeah. So now uh, moving forward, is there anything you're excited about uh, for some of the future marketing trends? Like uh, I know that you feel like you're late to the game in a lot of ways and on some of these um, platforms, but whatever you're doing seems to be working. Is there any that you would like to just play around with or is there any that you're um, saying, okay, this one I'm going to pass on or it lo- like anything future looking that you'd like to share? Well, I'm doing, I'm in the midst of uh, hopefully doing a fairly substantial redesign of the website. I've already made a lot of changes uh, and it's it, it based a lot on um, what's his name? Donald Miller's uh, story brand approach. Mm. Yeah, and and I I think it's uh, for about three years I've been reading all this stuff and taking all of his courses and finally go oh okay I think this this works <laughs> this is looks good so yeah I'm constantly looking to improve it and uh, get a new e- uh, method of capturing emails and driving more traffic to the site and and uh, I'm actually totally reinvigorated I'm writing a new book which is probably going to be my swan song, so to speak. And, um, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I'm constantly improving. You got to constantly improve. I change the format of the newsletter and content every two or three years or so. I do surveys with my subscribers and say, what's in this that you like? You know, what don't you, don't you use much? And I'll, I'll change it. And, um, you know, you just, you you can't stop. Someone else is going to pass you up. Now, that's great advice uh, for our listeners that are building some sort of a community. Um, how Can you talk a little bit about, it seems so obvious, but communicating with your members to ask them, you know, what they'd like more of, what they'd like less of, seems like common sense. But has that always been part of your um, kind of dynamic when you're talking with folks? Like, do, were you always asking for feedback and asking advice? from your the people in your community or was that something that happened over time uh well my situation is a little bit different i have almost no contact with customers i have a woman that's worked for me for 30 years and and uh about every five or six years i'll see her because she's in tucson arizona and i'm in north carolina um but so she she deals directly with all customers. I get forwarded an email if they have a question. But what I do do is whenever I get emails, I, I look at what what are they asking about, what have they, what is confusing to them about our products, services, our information, and then at least every two years I do a survey of all subscribers. Um, you know, you could subscribe to like Survey Monkey or whatever and do a. Uh, for that matter, for free, I think you can do a, a quickie survey with a few questions. And that's the best feedback uh, that I've gotten over the years is I ask them specifically and I, and I narrow the choices, you know, for them to choose from. You, you always want to make a survey so they can do it in about two minutes uh, and ask a limited number of questions. But I find out what it is they're looking to get educated on, which markets they want to 
see what time frames and that and that's how i might redesign the content or the format of the newsletter that they get on a regular basis as well as what it is i'm going to teach them now have you been doing that since the very beginning of the surveys or is that more recent for a long time probably 20 years anyway yeah so what do you need more of how can we help you um i don't know right now (laughs) i'm pretty i'm pretty happy (laughs) you know (laughs) unless you can you know write for me uh but uh right now you know i'm pretty happy with the the system you know there's there's a few things with um the reporting and the information about uh, particularly for memberships that i've I've made suggestions and a lot of them that have been uh, taken and improved on and and rainmaker and there's a few more uh that would be helpful but uh because data is the name of the game all marketing is database marketing so you, you have to have the best data you can on who's buying what percentage you're buying how many and really important who's renewing not renewing uh when you have a subscription base so, but I'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> and especially now with uh with third-party data kind of dying out it seems like first party data is going to be really really important moving forward well it's always you, you mean first party your own uh yeah, your own data. yeah. That, i mean that's always been the most important those those are the the people that come to you are are they're pre-qualified if you if they give mm-hmm. you their contact information they're pre-qualified as being interested in your product so that's the that's the data you want really want to have you want to understand and uh you want to understand how often they come back what they're coming back to look at you want to be able to analyze every email that you send out and how many people open it read it and respond um all those sorts of things um like i said it's like any business is if they come to you they're pre-qualified to be a probable customer you know, at some point in time. Well, Bob, if somebody wants to learn more uh, about Dynamic Traders, can you share the website? DynamicTraders.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you. You bet. All right. Thanks, this, this is Lee Cantor for David Brandon. We'll see you all next time on Digital Marketing Done Right. Right.